So, let me tell you something that you should have already realized by now about this fucking show you're listening to. This shit is supposed to be for mature audiences. As in grown-ups, mentally mature. It's supposed to talk about adult subjects in an adult frame of mind. It's not fucking that at all. This is two emotionally regressed, broken half-wits pretending to offer insight on movies. All they really offer you is an endless sexual perversion and a laundry list of personal paraphilia issues. You can make your own choices in life, but you have to choose this as entertainment. You know you're better than this. You have to know you are better than listening to Cinema Psyops. consecutive week of cinema psyops i'm your host court the guy blaring out at you like an air raid siren who knows what the fuck it is is it the end times of apocalypse that i'm summoning or is it just my co-host matt 
Sounds like you're sounding the alarm. Double targets here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to make a call back to the classic MST3K episode for, uh, I think it was Ator the Fighting Eagle. No, no, not Ator the Fighting Eagle, but one of the Ator movies. How much Keef do we have in this movie, Matt? Miles yeah, O'Keefe. Miles. Miles O'Keefe. Miles, yeah. <laughs> we also have Huge a bow of Svensson in this. A bow of Svensson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. Fuck it. Uh, one of the actors is named Bo Svensson. He was the oh. guy who took over the role of Buford Pusser in Walking Tall, too. Oh, okay. Well, that's good for him. Yeah, they were mighty big shoes to fill for Joe Don Baker, and he had to pull them a lot tighter. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> well, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to cover the Walking Tall movies at some point. It's another one of those, like, uh, yeah, right-wing right wing fantasy films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, I don't know how right-wing... Like, the rock one then people don't get right wing because he doesn't use a gun and so like most right wingers would be like well he's a fucking asshole because he's not using a gun <laughs> and they would also have a problem with the fact that he's not a white guy too yeah yeah he would have they would have been like yeah he can't be the law <laughs> The rock version is what they would call woke nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rock version is way too liberal. It's another just Hollywood bastardizing and liberalizing everything. <laughs> uh, as opposed to Matei, who is bastardizing and liberalizing everything. He's not liberalizing anything. He's just bastardizing. <laughs> He's bastardizing and oppressing everything. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Holy right. fuck. Fuck. All right, so this week I submit to you, Matt, that what we have is the motivational um, key point or plot point from Commando slammed into Rambo 2 or yes. Rambo First Blood Part 2. Yeah, yeah, it's Rambo First, First Blood, Blood Part 2. Yeah. Part 2, yeah, meets Commando. Yeah, like it's it's pretty much what if Commando's kid got kidnapped and forced Commando on the Rambo First Blood Part 2 mission instead. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> and like the terrorist organization or the international terrorist organization that was trying to force John Matrix to do his thing is kind of here as well. But yeah. it's basically just the Russians, I think. It's just the Russians, but they're, yeah, it's, it's communists, for lack of a better word. So there are Russians there, but then they're also Vietnamese. So it's just communists. It's communists versus um, uh, the Rambo part two, first blood part two slash uh, fucking commando there was a bunch of movies like this in the 80s where uh, where basically american culture obsessed with the fact that they didn't win vietnam yeah well, uh, uh, like the, having movies where they went back and corrected the wrongs that happened there in certain ways like this like this I kind mean, of shit yeah yeah i mean there are a lot of movies a lot of everything the reason i have mash is because of vietnam you know a lot, a lot of things throughout the the 80s were very asian specific because it you know until desert storm it was the last place we had a war what i'm speaking of specifically is these fantasy war films like first blood yeah. part two yeah like missing in action and it's very much like this where they want to go back and like make it yeah, look like did, we're gonna win if we go do, back or some horse shit that they did in a lot of these films do we know when this came out this one is 87 i think let me double check so, i have it i have it in my notes is that before 
for uh, Desert Storm? Yes. <laughs> yeah, 87, because I always get lost in the dates on that one. Yeah, no, Desert Storm uh, they, was definitely after 90s hit, not... Yeah, so, I mean, what you're seeing is, you know, the last any kind of conflict America had ever been in were in the South Pacific, uh, and uh, and that was the last time, like, American soldiers were on the ground. Other than that, it was just Soviets fighting in Afghanistan versus our proxies while we fought the Asian Pacific against Soviet proxies so that, you know, World War III didn't happen. So... And it turns out to bite everyone in the ass in the end. <laughs> okay, are you done with the history lesson? Yeah, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ, I thought I'd just enlighten you a little bit, motherfucker. <laughs> now you just bored me and put me to sleep. Oh, I am so fucking sorry. <laughs> it's all right, Fuck I'm doomed it. to repeat it anyway. To try to br- <laughs> All right, well, you saved it with that incredibly great joke. <laughs> Well done. Anyway, back to this fucking movie that we don't want to fucking yeah. talk about. This, uh, yeah, of course not. Now, I want to phrase this very specifically and uh, very um, legally binding. Okay, Matt? Yes. All right. This is the last episode of this year covering a month of Matei films. So it sounds like you're going to do this to me again next year. And not even just to me, to us. It's not like you're not suffering, too. Uh, okay, okay, here, hang on, hang on. <clears throat> I have to be very careful how I phrase this. Uh, dear audience and Matt Syop, I regret to inform you that next year will be the final year that we can cover Matei films. There's only one month left of May- of Matei? I have four more that I was able to locate and acquire. I officially acquired the last one as of checking on it just before we started recording tonight. So I have four more films. Now, this pretty much covers everything that's kind of readily available out there that you can get your hands on. Now, uh-huh. there are some other things that I may or may not have, but they're Nazi exploitation films that Matei has done, and there's like maybe two or three of them, and it wouldn't really do it. And I don't yeah. want to do a month of Nazi exploitation flicks just to keep covering Matei, so I'm putting a moratorium on that. All right. I mean, even if we spread them out, I don't think I want to cover Nazi exploitation movies really anymore. You know, yeah. there'd have to be yeah. something. There'd have to be something else to them. Got to be something different about it, you know? Yeah, because like it's just basically like a rape fest in Nazi uniforms. It's not something I want to watch for the show anymore. Yeah, no one, no one should want that ever. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not something people really want us to probably talk about even. So um, that next year is going to be pretty much the last one. Um, I, <laughs> I, I kind of have skimmed through them, and I think we're going to go out on a high note, just like we did with this movie for this year's coverage. This movie is a high note i think which yeah. is not no, saying a lot for Mate no because no, it's, it's still terrible but yeah. at least it's the best of the lot that we've gotten so we end on a high note pretty much yeah, yeah. you're right and next year um the final four that we're going to cover is next year um whether it's march or may i don't know when that's going to roll around or how the schedule is going to work out but we have four more so if society holds it together and if Matt and I can hold it together for one more year, we'll have another month of Matei next year. Good luck. One of those two is breaking. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, before either of that happens, let's take the break now. We'll play the Legion Patreon ad. And uh, this week we're going to have war protest songs and hey, or songs that make fun of Rambo. Yeah. All that too. <laughs> Up first is the Dead Kennedys with Rambozo the Clown right after this. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live? 
not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. I'm just going to let it go for the rest of the fucking song. And it's like two minutes and 24 seconds. And while I'd like to pad out this fucking show, I think we should also probably just get on with it. And I'd play the trailer if I actually pulled it out, but I didn't. So give me a minute. I mean, I'm really mad at you right now. I was, I was really getting into it. <laughs> the Dead Kennedys is addictive as shit, but not nearly as addictive as this trailer. So you tell me then what I'm supposed to be doing here, Senator. A mission for the State Department. <laughs> My mission is to get my son back. That way. Go! Go! When the five days are up, I'm going to leave you to rot in Vietnam with your son. I don't know the man you call my father. I don't want to know him. I hope you got sick. Okay, so that trailer was essentially a highlight reel with the title being flashed up, and every action sequence was in that highlight reel that I condensed down to that one minute ish presentation of a trailer. Oh man, it's too bad a lot of that would have been clips for me. You know, we could have gotten anything in English around here. Hey, you know what? I stole the Blu ray. I don't know where it came in from. It was in whatever foreign language. This time, I don't even think it was in Italian, but we had subtitles yeah. that sort of kind of matched up. And yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have made the film any better if we had English, no. let's face it. No. 
no, no, it just wouldn't mean with the head clips. Yeah. That's all that would have meant. It would not have made this any better. The subtitles actually forced me to pay attention to what was happening on screen more, and it was like kind of irritating that they did. Yeah, I didn't want to have to pay attention to this movie. <laughs> I was hoping to clip it out, and that just didn't happen for me. Well, some more uh, good news for you for next year's May Mate. The bulk of the films are definitely in English. I know for a fact that three of the four are. Oh, well, super. Anyway. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, I guess. All right, double target. The first 20 minutes. Start out, we're in Hong Kong. It's 9.30 in the morning. We know this because the movie tells us. Thanks, movie. Two different some ways. Dudes, <laughs> yeah, some dudes are in an ambulance. They show up at the hospital. Uh, all three are actually armed. Uh, they kill some guards and some guy who is in there for some procedure. Then uh, we're at the American consulate in Malaysia. It's 8.30 p.m. We know. Again, movie tells us. A car busts through the barricades and guard stations. It is a... A car bomb it drives itself into the building and explodes then we're at the military base it's 10 30 p.m again we know it why because the movie told us there you go keeping up good job anyway <laughs> uh we have some guys are running around uh they're running out of a restaurant a woman's like hey you left behind uh one of your bags and the uh entire restaurant blows up we get all the news reports of all these attacks happening and uh terrorist attacks and then we cut to a dude he's watching the tv and i'm telling you this guy's got some main character vibes and we find out his name's ross and yes he will be our main character how much keith was in this film matt uh, a lot of Keith. Like miles of it? Miles of Keith in this. In this. Miles of Keith. Um, well, uh, as I said, his name's Ross. As he's leaving, some dudes follow him. Uh, he meets with, I'm going to assume, the Vietnam consulate. Uh, he's trying to get into Vietnam. He shows certifications and all that. Certain certificates and all that. But they don't recognize the marriage to his Vietnamese wife because it only happened in a military base and not part of their customs. Uh, he's like, so if you got married according to our customs, then you get in. Uh, he's also trying to get in to find his son. He goes, well, his wife was killed in a concentration camp. This causes this guy to get all defensive because he's like it was in the concentration camp and he gets all fucking weird <laughs> weird how people who run concentration camps get real upset when you call them concentration camps it is really i mean isn't it they're re-education camps usually and that's fucking the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my entire life or re uh location or re uh fixation or whatever they call them when they're moving them to another location but they're just you know camps with concentration yeah yeah that too um i I wouldn't suggest going to one. Um, yeah, avoid at all costs. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, so uh, they're dudes. They're watching a video of Ross arguing with this guy. And they're like, hey, this guy seems to be a major, you know, asshole, tough guy. And so anyway, uh, the other guy gets a phone call and he goes, hey, we may have a way for you to get out of this. And they, they put Ross in a room. It's a dark room. We're only one light shining on him. Uh, as he walks towards, walks forward towards the man who's sitting by the light, uh, another dude shows up and has a karate chop ready for him. However, Ross says, fuck this dude, and he fucks him up and then leaves. As he's running out of the building, he's constantly whooping everyone's ass that's in that building. He gets out. Uh, a couple guys who are following him are like, holy shit. And he's, there's more fighting. 
Ross then uh, he jumps out of the building. A bunch of dudes are chasing him. Uh, two cars then pin him down, and he has to hide in a building. As he hides, there's a lot of that sneaky shit, and he's killing guys or karate chopping them and shit like that. And then he opens up a door to get out, and there's a helicopter there. Uh, then they blow up a bunch of the bad dudes to tell him to jump in, so he does, and then he takes a gun and shoots the rest of the guys, and he blows them all away. Well, they land at a special forces base, and uh, they they call him Double Target, and so we got the name of the movie. So, hey, it's early, and we already got the name of the movie in the movie, and I'm so happy. <laughs> I am so not even going to add anything, because I got nothing. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes me please. The Ross only meets... thing the movie does right for you. Yes, exactly. Ross meets a general friend of his, and then a senator. Who is that Donald Plants, by the way? Yes, it's Donald Pleasance, but his voice was dubbed in our dub, yes. Yes, yes. You heard him in the trailer being like yes, his high-pitched weird son. I was like, look at him, I'm like, that's that's him, but he's got a bad asthma problem, sweating all the time. He's a fucking idiot. Also smokes uh, a lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is the Rambo shit. Yes. They then look at, uh, he gives them a file, says, hey, do you recognize these guys? It's the two guys who were talking to him in that one room. Says, yeah. And he goes, they're Russians and they're very active in Afghanistan. Well, Ross is here uh, to get his son, but they want him for a mission as well. Uh, the senator doesn't think he's actually right for it, but the general says, listen, we'll help you. Get your son, but then you have to help us first, and that ends the first 20 minutes. So here's where the commando thing comes in. Yeah. He's doing this to go save his child, but also they're getting him into Vietnam so he can actually go get his kid, too. Yeah. At the same time, and he's basically going to then tool up like he's Sylvester Stallone in Rambo First Blood Part 2. But also- yes, to all of this. But also he will then tool up again on top of that as if he is <laughs> the guy in Commando whenever he hits the island and tools up after robbing the army navy store that had like uh, like explosives and shit that it should not have had possession of yeah there's a lot of shit going on in this man <laughs> this has depth i'm what what i what i'm kind of getting at here is like the ridiculousness of both the films of rambo first blood part 2 and commando are mixed together in a horrid daiquiri that has way too much coconut in it, but you can kind of represent and just like drink the alcohol through your teeth and filter out the rest of the daiquiri, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> like, if you can just tolerate the fact that like it doesn't quite line up all of the motivations because it's a Vergasso script very clearly with uh, Rosio Drudy or whatever her name is that works with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, said, pretty much. Yeah, it's just, no. God, it's just terrible. All of it is just dumb it's all bad all the time <laughs> he's already met the russians he already he already met the main two baddies who tried to yep. recruit him for the same thing but yeah. then donald pleasance who happens to be an american senator offers him that plus we'll get you into the united states and we can help you get your kid you know naturalized or whatever it is or making him a citizen right like they were kind of yeah. offering all of that yes if i if i remember correctly so this is very correct so basically the only thing the russians couldn't really offer him was like citizenship in the united states states and that's the only reason to get right to home <laughs> yeah because i mean like he could have just taken the deal with the russians and just like fucking bogged out on him and just fucking but you don't understand he is a hero he would never do that <laughs> with the evil evil communists <laughs> but if you double cross them all you're really doing is using them to get past the point that you need which i think if you're a guerrilla warfare guy you would do something like that how dare you, sir? That's a coward's way out. <laughs> I won't take this un-American talk. <laughs> I just don't. Anyway. Get, yeah, I just. 
I just don't get the reasons why the character makes the decisions that he makes. You think that he would take the first in on the country he could get? I don't think this is for us to get. We weren't put on this planet to get it, Court. <laughs> Mr. Burton, you were not put on this planet to understand Matei films. <laughs> you weren't even put on this planet to get it. <laughs> All right, let's just move Jesus. on. You you win yeah, this round. Right. Let's just move on. <laughs> if I'm already questioning the reality that is this film, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in trouble. Already lost. Yeah, because it's only going to get more outrageous and stupid from here. Pretty much. The next 20 starts. Uh, Ross's mission is to determine if the two Russians are responsible for the recent terror attack. The senator threatens that if he's not done in five days, he will leave Ross and his son behind to rot in Vietnam, and he will not care. Then we get a nice little montage of Ross arming up. Uh, he launches himself out of a submarine. As he's swimming, he gets caught by two dudes on a boat. Just said a shark sews up, knocks the boat, kills and eats the two guys who are in the boat. As he's trying to swim away, the shark comes back, so he launches an underwater missile, blowing it up. Yeah, that's right. An underwater missile fired from what appears to be a handgun, and it blows it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now we have a little bit of Escape from New York going on, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, it's all bad. Uh, <laughs> little James Bond where he gets like this special government tool. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but it's still just the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen because it's an underwater missile. <laughs> so fired from a handgun. <laughs> Yeah, that appears to be heat-seeking in some way. Yeah, I, I just don't... Okay, I'm going to stop trying to figure it out, because they're also going to fall into the same trap hey, that you're I already, in right now. I already fell into it, and I'm already questioning shit, and I'm already just kind of like, this is just a bunch of bullshit, and yeah. you bringing up this pistol thing, like, I'm still bugged about all the stuff about him not taking the first deal to get him into the country to get his kid. Yeah, I'm just... Damn it. Fuck, now I'm in it. Shit. All right. <laughs> it's too late for us, audience. You can it's bail too late. on us. Everyone else, turn around and run. Go back. Stop trying to make this thing make sense audience just go with it yeah just just get out of here people <laughs> save yourselves uh so anyway uh then uh he's in the jungle and he's kind of just walking around and there's a ton of people surrounding him and then all of a sudden uh we see someone shoots at his feet well he shoots at a cobra at the feet and this guy's in the tree his name's toro and he's ross's contact uh then they come up to a small village and Ross gets to meet his son there. He tells him they'll go home after he's done with this mission. He gives them a picture of Ross and his mother together. Uh, when he leaves, the kid takes a pic, tears the piece with Ross on it off and throws it, but keeps the part with his mom. Uh, the uh, Then the group does some more walking because they're on their mission. And they come up on a group of soldiers. They kill them and take their uniforms. Um... Then we cut back to the kid. He's in the village staring at a picture of his mom. Uh... Toro and Ross, they drive to a army base, a, a Russian base. Uh, the senator is in his office. They're listening to all this stuff, uh, but they apparently have not heard from Ross in two days. Uh, the two BS their way onto the base. Uh, Toro, like, starts just saying yet all the time, and he's like, I don't even speak Russian, but I'm just, I bullshit my way through that. Um, Ross then knocks, uh, two, he gets into an office, knocks two guys out, starts checking some documents. Uh, Toro, uh, uh, he keeps getting bothered by some Russian dude, so he has to knock him out. Uh, he runs inside, and he tells them, Ross, they have to arm up because a whole other battalion just showed up. When they open up the door, there's the whole battalion with the main bad guy Russian. Uh, they get into a motorcycle, and that has a side cart, and they take off, blowing shit up as they leave. 
They great escape it. Yep. The two escape as the army starts looking for them, but can't find them. That ends that 20 minutes. All right. So this movie does move along at quite a pace and there's a lot of great action. And when it's sometimes, and then it, goes to a fucking snail's pace right but the moments that it has the action are like hardcore action and they just really fucking go for it Listen, man, a lot of shit was blown up in this movie right i will i will fully admit and a lot of different shit was blown up so it wasn't like just the same shit blown up and they put it in different scenes that's a lot of different shit they blew up the problem is that when it does close like crawl down to a, like a snail's crawl and whenever it actually slows down and stops it's because of these sequences and them filming it so fast and frenetic and editing it so fast and frenetic that he still needs to deliver like a 90 minute film yeah you know so he ends up not having enough footage of what he actually needs to fill the time so then we get these longer scenes of them just sitting around doing nothing because the sequences were way shorter than what they were expecting them to be i guess once they get them edited to look this great so maybe there's a bunch of blown action that they had to cut down or maybe this is just sequences they stole from other movies because matei's good at doing that yeah <laughs> I, I i don't know man i fucking you, you could have had maybe just an hour 15 minute long movie and just with more explosions and I put would have been fine. Yeah, my biggest problem with this is like every story point makes absolutely no sense and every decision our hero makes makes absolutely no sense and yet somehow he remains alive and everyone around him dies to the point where a character calls him out on that. Welcome to March Mate. <laughs> <laughs> like the script knowingly says something that the audience is like, this is not a hero. He's letting all these people die around him. But we're not supposed, he's not letting anybody die. They just happen to die. <laughs> Anyway, it just happens. Right. Anyway, anyway, I'm already fucking frustrated as shit with this movie. But like, there are some really great action sequences, but there are some serious doldrums too. And that's the the weird thing is like, it's so frenetically paced, like it's rushing to get to the part where it can just stop at a snail's crawl. Hurry up and wait. Yeah. Hurry up and wait. Well, that's very much military action. So yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, everything's an emergency until it's not. So all right. So then the next 20 minutes start off. Choppers appear over the small village. Uh, soldiers round up all the villagers. Uh, we see the soldiers torture a villager to sit, tell them which one's Ross's son. They won't tell him, so they kill one of the villagers. Then we see uh, Toro and uh, Ross are walking through the forest. He grabs some bananas. It triggers a uh, it, it triggers a booby trap that Ross saves him from. So, I mean, hey, listen, he, he helped someone not die there. Um, Just for a brief second only because he still needs them yeah sorry uh and then before another villager is killed by one of the men ross's son steps up and says that he's the son but he doesn't really know his father and all and he hopes the soldiers actually catch him uh and then uh toro and ross there come up to the village and they see that the troopers kill a man who tries to run out of one of the places and they're like oh my god you know the village has been taken and he goes hey why don't we go and fuck some shit up so they did they get down there they start blowing a shit ton of shit up i would just like to point out that this used to be a village that the military just took over so he is blowing up these people's homes yeah and then toro squares off against a, a guy and kicks his ass and saves all the villagers and has 
him get out of there and he grabs Ross's son. Um, they get everyone reunited. And, and it feels so good. Yes, right? Uh, the bad guys, they start mobilizing to find Ross. Uh, it, they start mobilizing and they find out that Ross has his son back. They track them, but they're able to give the troopers a slip at night. The troopers are going to head back to base and they'll try again in the morning. The next day, Toro, they're walking through a field and Toro gets hit with a landmine, severely injuring his arm. He tells He Ross stepped on a his, landmine or something. It was weird. Yeah. He, they're in a minefield. He tells Ross and his son to get the hell out of there and to leave him behind. So they do. Uh, we see troops and walking towards Toro and he gets calls out to him saying he's injured, gets their attention. As they all start walking to the field, all the mines blow up and blow up everybody except for one of the guys, uh, one of the soldiers, who then he wants to shoot Toro. But Toro grabs two grenades, throws it uh, onto a mine right where that guy is, and it blows them both up and uh, they, they die. And and that's the end of that 20 minutes. Emotionally, I'm still not ready to deal with this being the 60-minute mark. Yeah, I'm not either. Um, I wasn't emotionally ready that when I got down to the 60-minute mark, I had over 40 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, this is, where, thought, this is where the dread much... really started to set in in my life. Yeah. Where I'm like, holy fuck, why does it need to be an hour and 40 minutes? And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what did I ever do to deserve this? And then I thought, number two, how much more of this story do we have to be able to tell? I mean, there, there, we got to be coming up to the end. Right. Like, I'm thinking the exact same things, and I'm kind of dreading it, where I'm like, oh, oh no, we're going to meander. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Matei's going to yeah, me- the, the, the meandering Matei is about to set in. Oh, fuck. It, it's, yeah, he's got to, because, I mean, fuck. <laughs> you know it's coming. Yeah, it's You've like, gone so quick. It's like, oh, Jesus, we've gotten to the, the end, and now we need to wander around the jungle for 50 minutes for no reason. Because. Matei, uh, there's a story here, and we just aren't seeing it. Yeah. Uh, the hour mark is a false hope because then you realize you still have close to an minutes. hour left. Yeah, yeah, it's and awful. It, oh god, and it makes you, and it makes you sad. <laughs> I did. I wept a little inside. I had to take a break and just like come was, back and finish it later. I was like, I don't want to do this. I got mad and I, like I threw stuff. It's, it wasn't. It wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, it was actually saved by the fact that I had to read subtitles. Otherwise, I would have just checked out and fallen asleep. Yeah, I'd be doing this review and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I totally saw that part. Fuck. No, I would go back and finish the parts that I missed, but my body would keep putting me out. I've had that happen before with the Matei film. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, oh. there are some movies that are so bad that like I just go unconscious for no reason watching them. I, I don't blame you. I'm the same way. Like, oh, well, no, I'm dead. All right, uh, we're going to go to the next 20. Ross and his son, they meet a woman who's their next contact. She asks about Toro, and they're like, well, unfortunately, he's dead. Well, her dad will boat the two of them out of there. Um, so then we cut back to the senator telling the general Ross that, uh, that telling the general that Ross only has seven more hours. Um, then we see, uh, a fisherman shows up to tell the soldier bad guys, uh, all the shit that's going on right now. Um, the group then stops for food. Uh, there's this tense moment where they're all eating on the other side of this bench or a bunch of other, what is supposed to be fishermen. And Ross draws something and he looks and they all have combat boots on. So they're all actually soldiers. They all are, they're, they're set up. So he sends the other two away, his son and the, the, the lady who were eating there to go check something out. And then he tucks a, uh, grenade underneath the, um, 
uh, underneath the table. And then he, you know, makes fun of himself. He's like, how do I open up this coconut? You know, he's asking him, and he's like, with this machete, he goes, yeah, I'm just a dumb American. And they're like, ah, yeah, you're an idiot American. And he goes, can you do it for me? They go, sure. And he walks away. They put it on the table. They hit it, and it blows everything up. Just then, a ton of soldiers show up, start shooting everything. They kill the uh, dad who was, the, who was, you know, uh, driving the boat. Uh and you know everyone else had to run away um lots of shooting lots of more blown shit up ross gets away he meets up with uh the lady and his son they start running and they get the fuck out of there back at headquarters the senator's delighted and when he's told there's no uh word from double target yet so he's actually pretty pleased um at nighttime, the troopers are looking uh, uh, for the three. Ross fights one, kills him. Uh, the other soldiers find that dead soldier's body, and they decide to split up. While hiding, the three get a ton of spiders crawling all over them, and every you know, and they have to remain still. And it's one of those tense moments. Jungle exploitation. Yeah, and you know they're able to be quiet enough. And the soldiers pass. They got the snake, the snakes, the spiders off of them, um, and they uh, were able to escape. Uh, then at one point, the senator gets on the mic and he cancels the mission. So he says, "There's just no more." mission going on um uh then the uh group they come uh to a river where on the other side of it is going to be their contact um however they have to wait till night because you know they can't do it by the morning uh the general then confronts the senator and really comes down to america doesn't want anyone doesn't want to like doesn't want anything that uh ross finds here to be known and they only want a, a reason for a cover-up so it's like ross is supposed to do all this shit to cover shit up i guess I, yeah I, 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 I guess i didn't really understand any of like what their fucking plan was it seemed like the dumbest thing ever to me uh, it well, seems like ross ross is doing exactly what ross wanted where he went into the country and he got his kid and everybody else is pursuing him yeah everyone else is getting in his way yeah like he's not really doing anything mission wise other than blowing shit up when people come across him like yeah. he's being hunted that's it yep no, you're you're not wrong at all. There is no mission being accomplished by him at all, and I have no idea what Donald's pleasant. I think is except even for the, the only time he ever did any mission stuff is when he went to that army base <laughs> right after they got to the little village and he looked through some files. After that, it's all fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, he just looked through some files. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> right? Like, what has he? Ac- I just the movie has not shown me him accomplishing anything. Yeah, mission no, wise, you're, nothing. You're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, that night, the group gets to where their contact lives, and they're kind of just hanging out with their contact. Um, they, uh, then we come back to the center, explaining that even if Ross succeeded, they would hide the evidence to avoid World War Three because they don't want Russia, the people knowing that Russia is a, a funding terrorist or something. Again, it makes no bloody fucking sense. <laughs> Although, if you know how Russia works, it makes perfect sense. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's sad. Uh, that that's sad that you're so fucking correct on that. So anyway, uh, here it's really weird. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like something Russian would do, even though it's completely ridiculous. Yeah, well, because it, you know, they started doing completely ridiculous shit now. So that uh, that doesn't help. <laughs> Not at all. No. Not at all. Uh, all right. So anyway, then uh, Ross calls in 
And the general's pretty excited, says they're going to get some people out there for him, and they'll pick him up. Uh, however, the bad guys, they pick up this transmission, and so they know where they are. The young lady who's with them has a heart-to-heart with uh, his son about some different shit. And while he sleeps, Ross asks if she would like to come back to America with them, because, you know, the kid likes her, doesn't really like him. And that ends that, and we're going into the final 20 minutes. Are we really an hour and 20 minutes into this movie already? Yes, we are. Uh, and in fact, when I go into the final 20, this might have been like an hour 15, which is a good stopping off point. So it might be more like 25 minutes left in this movie. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I could tell you what's in this movie. Again, it's hard to pull any meaning out of this because there is none. The story in itself makes zero fucking sense. I don't know what else to tell you other than what's happening in this movie. Okay, so he meets the contact, uh-huh. gets the contact's father killed. Yes. The contact and, falls and in love with him. then they go to another him. contact's house. Right. The contact falls in love with him, takes him to another contact's house. We don't know if they're in love. She changes in front of him. She's coming yeah. on to him at this point. Jesus. And then that boat ride conversation that they have is like kind of reminiscent of them like comparing battle scars like what happens in First Blood Part 2 where his contact and him sort of fall in love. So they're mimicking that very clearly. Yeah. This whole entire time. Like, I mean, if you've seen Rambo First Blood Part 2, that's the sequence where they're on the boat. That's what's going on is he's sort of like, you know, winning her over and she's winning him over and they're comparing battle scars and talking about how horrible life is and blah, blah, blah. And then the horrible thing happens where her father dies. So they kind of do the thing where his contact dies and drives him forward to go and kill all of the guys that run the POW camp or whatever he ends up doing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really fucking remember. But in this case, it's her father dying and then they just run. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they run to this other guy's house, which as soon as they know by finding the bodies who it is that they've already killed, they can start searching for the known contacts and then find them very easily. So this is an extremely stupid move. Yeah. Again, here's how bad this movie is. Court, you just had to go over all the shit I just said. Yeah, but what I'm trying to do is, like, lay it out for you and show you just how stupid it really is. I mean, I believe you, man. I think it's also stupid. <laughs> right, like, you're you're just telling people what happened. I'm yeah. trying to say what this movie is oh, trying to give so, us. Okay, now why, I get what you're what doing. What the movie is trying to say they did, right? Yeah. Okay, they went to a house that is supposed to be the contact that this girl's father knew, right? Yeah. They left the father's or, corpse there uh, on the dock, yeah. right? Did they not? Yeah. Okay. No, that was in his boat. That was just some other robot. I know, but they left father, his, the, the father's boats there. The father is there. They can get an identification of the father in some way, shape, or form. There's got to be some kind of identification on the boat, even. Once they know who the father is, they're going to know who his fucking contacts are because he works in the fucking underground. And what are they going to do? Oh, yeah. They're going to go to the very first contact that they find, which is probably the house. And that's why they find them so fucking quick. Spoiler alert. That, and they also heard his communications. So <laughs> Right. But I mean, as far as the plans go, like that they're trying to do, even though like they intercept his communication they still would have found them extremely quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Because <laughs> it's the fucking Russian military. Of course, they can shake down a couple of locals to say who is this guy and, you know, get contact names and things like that. They could find a way to shake down the underworld to get that info. You know, the underworld doesn't yeah. give a fuck. They just want to be left to their own devices. <laughs> Christ. Re- regardless, regardless, they take the even dumber route, right? Wouldn't it have been better to see the military doing that? Just menacing some people until they got information? Something like that. Yeah. That's a better fucking story I just came up with in my head to try and make sense of what's going on with this movie. I mean, can we have any story? 
actually, because I still don't feel like we've even gotten one story out of this. No, clearly the story that I thought was there, I made up on my own because I was fucking bored. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah congratulations. You just made up your own story for this movie. Jesus. Which is still ten times more entertaining than what was actually put in front of us. Yeah, I must have, like, I made some shit up in my head that obviously didn't fucking happen. Jesus fucking Christ. I was dozing off or something. All right, the final 20. Everybody's Five, very grateful of this. Yeah, I know, right? Jesus Christ. Our, our shortest shows ever are going to be this month's March Matei. <laughs> Possibly, yes. Um, so anyway, the troops get there. Ross wakes up. Mary, the lady, says, hey, we gotta get out of here. There's a lot of shootout and death. The lady who lives there, she takes one of the big guns, starts blowing a ton of soldiers away, tells the other three to escape. They do so, they get into a jeep, and they get the fuck out of there, and they're able to escape uh, a lot of the horse shit. Um, the next day, they're working on the jeep, and choppers show up, so they have to get in and drive away. Um, one chopper drops a bomb, and it blows the jeep up, but the three are able to escape it before it blows up. The sun gets... Uh, Ross's gun and actually holds him at gunpoint while the rest of the bad guys get there and surround him. That night, the main bad guy at the camp has the boy read a statement that Ross will be killed for his crimes right now. They then give the son a gun and want him to do it, but he cannot and says he no. Uh, the main bad guy takes the gun and goes, ah, oh, it's easy, and you point it, and he pulls the trigger, and there's no ammo in it. He says the real execution's tomorrow, because they have special guests coming in. Uh, the, then, later on that night, Ross and Mary, they're in a cage, and a guy's giving them shit. He gets murdered by the son who frees them. Ross sends those two away, and he's gonna finish some business, he says. Uh, he blows up almost all the fucking buildings. More explosions. Then one of the main bad guys, you know, uh, who knows all the karate and martial arts, uh, Ross blows him up. Um, then the next day, Ross is, uh, kind of walking through the forest. Chopper shows up. The main bad guys and the choppers. This part takes a while, and it's a lot of padding where they, like, are bombing all around him, and they keep missing him. Yeah, them finally, hiding in the foliage and them looking for yeah. him. And, oh, it's terrible. It's so it's fucking terrible. lame. Then finally one copter lands, and he blows that fucking shit up. Uh, as the main bad guys in the helicopter looking, they see a man down in the field, so they go check on him. Uh, it's one of their guys. He's tied up, has a note in his mouth. I don't know what any of that means, that note, so fuck me for not knowing Russian, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense either. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, they get back on the chopper. Well, Ross is there. Ross and this guy fight as the chopper's flying around. Ross dumps the guy into the water, pilot too. Then he takes the chopper. He lands in the lady and the son come out from where they were hiding and as they're very happy but then a guy shoots and hits the lady in the stomach ross kills the guy the lady's still alive so ross is able to get her and his son into the chopper they call hq everyone freaks out as happy except for the senator who tries who gets ready to leave he's all fucking nervous as you know ross is calling him out everyone's happy roll credits Alright, so even in the review, I was lost as to where we are and what was going on in the film. But yeah, uh -huh. I mean, this film just blurs together. You had it written down. That's how you knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he just blows shit up. Like, or he's either blowing shit up or he's just kind of like hiding somewhere amongst the foliage or he's dealing with his friend who's about to die, who he just met, who somehow he's now like brothers in arms and best friends with. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, that Toro guy. <laughs> they were they were best bros because they met 48 hours beforehand. Right. Like, I watched this pretty early yesterday, and I barely remember a fucking thing as you're going over it. Like, I'm like, that happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I mean, I, like I said, if I didn't have it written down, yeah. and doing the notes was already impossible. <laughs> because you're trying to keep up with all this fucking, whatever this story is, and it's just massively confusing. Oh, it's a fucking huge nightmare of a mess. Like, it's yeah. all over the place. There's, I feel like we've How gotten, you have- we, we're missing stuff. Like, how can you have too much story yet no story at all? Yeah, there's so much going on, but it's also just a bunch of like left open loose ends. It's just a hodgepodge of scenes where they're just throwing things at you that are supposed to sort of like be vaguely military. It's like yeah. it's like a child's idea of how a military action takes place is the way it's it, written. Pretty much, yeah. That's exactly right. It's yeah, it's it's how it's the game we played when you're like nine year old kids with your friends and you're playing arms army or some shit like that yeah and you would just frenetically jump from moment to moment from yeah. like it's supposed to be part of the mission and yet and you never like you're- you never have a mission you can't say what the mission is you're just blowing shit up yeah and yeah you're just blowing shit up and that's all you're doing and i'm just like the fuck <laughs> Yeah, that's a, what are we doing right here? And then you get tired, so you sit around for like ever and like try to catch your breath. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's happening in the movie. The movie just sits around and wants to catch his breath. That's exactly a great way to frame this film. If you're gonna watch this film, it's like watching a kid trying to play army for an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just go you remember when you were a kid and you ran around and you like made guns out of sticks and you're like, Oh now that blew up. Now this blows up. Now that blows up. Now somehow we're in a helicopter. Now somehow we're at another base. Well, like I said in Robo War and like I'm gonna say here for this this review, and this is the last that I literally have because I give zero fucks about this movie and we've already talked about it too long. Yeah. Uh, if you fast forward to the action parts with all the explosions and the gunfire and all of the various battles and the actual physical fights in this are actually pretty decent too whenever uh-huh. they're throwing down with fisticuffs and kicks and all of that ninjutsu horse shit that they try to pull i mean that stuff is decent too so if you fast forward to the action there's stuff to enjoy in this film it's true it's not too bad yeah but i would say if you fast forward to it because if you sit through this entire thing as we did you just yeah. won't remember a fucking thing but if you fast forward to just the action the action stuff i do remember being very cool yeah 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 they uh, i'm like i said the uh, they really spent money on the action the explosions they're all different buildings now they could have also stolen this footage whatever but the helicopter shit is definitely like there's some stuff that they definitely shot with the helicopters because it's got the main actors in the helicopters i mean they spent some money on this fucking movie it's just still a fucking confusing mess yeah no i totally agree on that fuck what are we we doing here (laughs) uh why don't we just fucking do a news (laughs) segment and fucking call it a day you know i'm with you on that (laughs) <laughs> Fucking exhausted. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully this will pump you up. We're going to have L7 with Wargasm.
no longer because of the line, wave those flags high in the air as long as it takes place over there. As much as it resonated back then when Morgasm was released, it resonates even more so today. There you go. Almost made myself lose it there for a second because that was a little too sad even for me. So cheer us all up and give me some Zion news. comes from Alan. Oh, that must be Chef Al. Newsweek. World shooting champion died after accidentally shooting himself during hunting trip. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? I, I can read that again if you would like. Shoot some fucking ropes. Shooting a fucking hot load all over this dog. That's the only shooting I have, thankfully. Of course. World shooting champion. World died. shooting champion. So someone who should know how to handle a gun. Yeah. Died after accidentally shooting himself during hunting trip. Okay, I can see where that happens. He falls or something like that takes place. But let's it, find out. It just goes to show you, though, like even when you are trained for gun safety, perfectly accidents can still happen and do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The world shooting junior champion died in a freak accident after he accidentally shot himself Thursday while on a hiking trip with friends. Well, if it's not a hunting trip and just a hiking trip, why do you have a gun? Uh, in case you encounter or coyote or wildlife, depending upon where you're hunting, that might be dangerous while you're hiking. Oh, man. This got sadder because he's young. Christian Gilly, 19, was an Italian World Junior Skeet clay pigeon shooting champion who finished third in the World Cup event in Peru in gold at the European Championships. Just in October, Gilly was crowned world champion in the sport. But tragically, Gilly reportedly shot himself in the stomach while on a hiking trip with friends and later died in the hospital. Gilly and his friends were hiking in the Mont De Cantini Val di Siena in Pisa, Italy, when the accident occurred. The mayor reported that his gun accidentally fired around into his stomach while he's picking up a few used cartridges. His friends immediately called for help, and Gilly was rushed to a nearby hospital where he was immediately operated on in an attempt to stop internal bleeding. Fortunately, he died shortly after on Thursday evening when doctors were unable to stop the bleeding. Okay, so he was bending down to pick up some used cartridges and somehow shot himself in the stomach? Yeah, I guess. And he, I mean... That sounds what they were, they were kind of describing. Make sure the safety's on. Uh, yeah, or maybe that's just something he did not do. Make sure the ble- make sure the breach is cleared. Like, don't lean down to pick shit up, or keep your finger away from the trigger, or yeah, <laughs> put the I safety mean, it, on. I, what, what the fuck did he not do? Right? Like, where yeah, where's it, where is the fuck up? That's what they need to stress. You know? Yeah. Um. Uh, God, you know this one kind of bums me out. Um. <laughs> like, there is any news in this world that's not gonna bum us out these days? Yeah. Um. Uh, all right, uh, and let's see. Last October, the young ski player was crowned world champion in teams and in the mixed team accompanying the gold with a third individual place in the World Cup in Lima, Peru, uh, the, says the president of the Italian Shooting Ven- uh, Federation, Luciano Rossi. Uh, in 2020, in May 2021, he had won gold in the individual team and mixed team competition, the European Championship in Osijek in Croatia. With respect, silence, condolences in the face of a tragedy that leaves everyone upset. May the earth be light to you, Christian. Uh, see, accidental shootings are one of the most common causes of death and kill nearly 500 people in the United States every year, according to the Educational Fund to Stop Gun Violence. You know, I'd rather it be accidental than intentional, mostly. 
Yeah. And one study researchers found that nearly 14% of unintentional gun deaths occur while hunting, while 28% involve children playing with the gun, and an additional 17% occurred while individuals believed the gun was not loaded. You know, a uh, lot of fucking gun education would go a long way to avoid a lot of these deaths, too. Yeah. And then, but unfortunately, then you have someone like this who fucking, a lot of people take gun and hunter education and gun education, and they just don't listen. They don't care. They don't think it applies to them. Nothing bad will ever happen to them. Well, you get too comfortable with a tool. Eventually, That's, you will harm yourself with that tool. You need that, to respect the, what that tool can do to you damage-wise. Yeah, and that tool's only purpose. I mean, unlike a lot of things, knives, we can be, which we can use to cut food or cut things, or other things that have purposes, the only purpose of a gun is to kill. Or destroy, yeah. Or destroy. There's, there's no purpose other than to have that so uh, no one should be all that comfortable around it i just don't think um in georgia a man was accidentally shot by a toddler under the age of two after the child found a loaded handgun in the house according to police the toddler was sh- uh, the toddler shot off a single bullet from the gun that was fatal to dustin waller's 25 when savannah police responded to the scene on december 5th they discovered walters with a gunshot wound walter died shortly after being transferred to the hospital that's insane a fucking baby basically shot him. yeah uh, and then they go on to, you know, how people want to say you want to make sure firearms are secured and not accessible by children, uh, as in teach them uh, or treat them as the life taking devices they are instead of look at how fucking cool uh, this gun is and, you know, stop using it as a, a source to make up for what you're lacking in your fucking pants. Dick face. Uh, not sure you got a wide section of gun ownership there that you covered. So, um, I just want to stress that I'm not anti-gun. I'm just anti-asshole. And I'm not anti-gun either. Yeah. So I'm I'm clearly talking about the assholes, right? Because there are plenty of gun owners who treat that gun for what it is. And they keep it locked up and they don't keep it usually loaded. Or if they do keep a handgun loaded for protection, it's typically in a lock safe that they can unlock and get to it. That's all I'm saying. Those people I'm very fine with. Those aren't people who I think are ramboing it around their house. Now, people who just keep a fucking loaded gun under a fucking pillow or in their dresser drawer, they're fucking dumbasses. <laughs> right. If it's easily accessible to a child, yes, they're going to find it. Yes, they're going to fuck with it. Yes, someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with that in any way, shape, or form, but, you know, blah, 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 my rights or whatever. But yeah, it, but it, it, it comes down to someone gets too comfortable around something that is designed to be a weapon. Yeah. Exactly. Like a bow and, and arrow. A bow and arrow is designed specifically for being a weapon. Whether it's to hunt yeah. or to protect yourself, it is a weapon. It's the yeah, same exactly. thing. It's that kind of tool. And it is. Uh, yeah. You need to respect it as such. I completely agree. Yeah. Every time Jesus I've Christ. cut myself badly with one of my knives, it's because I was fucking around with it in a way that I knew I shouldn't have. Yeah. You. I mean, and it all depends on the knife too, because a lot of your knives are not your variety of knives that you could use for food <laughs> no like i've anytime i've ever hurt myself with one of my switchblades is because i was fucking around and being an idiot yeah i get that <laughs> that's, that's that's what i was getting at <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> which it does not happen very often i've i've cut myself once and it wasn't even that badly fucking around with a switchblade and i never did it again i never fucked around with them in a way where i was gonna hurt myself with them again you know don't fuck up <laughs> well and like you know i you you know in my 
younger days, I juggled knives a little bit, you know, where I would I would spin uh-huh. them around, like not like juggle like three at once, or I would just spin one and then catch it. You'd almost use the knife as like a fidget spinner. Yeah, I did. I played with knives, yeah. like butterfly knives and everything, because they were like a fidget spinner before I even knew what that was. But that's what it was for me, was playing with these kinds of knives and these automatic Yeah, just knives. something to do to keep your, uh, you know, Interest. your hands. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, I don't do that shit anymore, but like I used to do that, where I would throw the knife in the air and then try and catch it by the handle. But I used a dollar knife, so the only thing I had to worry about was getting the point stuck into me, which did happen frequently. And every time I've ever stuck myself with a knife, it was when I was playing with that knife like that you yeah. know um that kind of shit you know and it's the same thing like if i'm like oh my god i'm about to gouge myself with the screwdriver yeah, that usually goes through my head right before i actually do because i know what i'm doing is stupid and then boom i gouge myself with a screwdriver or i Am hit I myself, in the thumb with myself? <laughs> you know you're like oh i'm this is going to be dumb i'm going to hit my hand with this hammer and boom you do you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly yep <laughs> but the thing is you need to understand and respect the weaponry and or tool that you you're using and then you won't hurt yourself you just yeah. need to be careful and cautious of it and mindful of the fact that this thing is designed to destroy things much stronger than you this is true all of this is true you're <laughs> <laughs> uh, very right yeah we only hit like an hour and nine minutes so maybe we should do another story motherfucker all right uh maybe something happier if that even exists anymore yeah i'll, I'll i'm gonna try to find some um uh, this one's from Robert, our man Robert, out in the field. Our man in the field, Robert. Yep. Uh, BBC News. Squirrel injures 18 people in two days of attacks in Buckley. Holy shit, that's like fucking secret squirrel shit right there. Yeah, yeah, that's like fucking ninja squirrel. Uh, a gray squirrel. Trademark. Which is trademark. Top, <laughs> patent pending. Copyright, <laughs> copyright. <laughs> a gray squirrel, which attacked and injured 18 people, has been captured and put down. Uh-huh. God damn it, Dude. <laughs> Let's just focus on the life that he led of violence and we'll go from there. (laughs) Why do they have to say what color the squirrel was? What's up with that, racist BBC people? (laughs) Weird you went there first. (laughs) I'm just saying, it's fucked up. Anyway, the animal earned itself the nickname Stripe after the vicious character in the film Gremlins. It started attacking people at Buckley, Flintshire last week over a two-day period. This was much of the distress of the, of corn, uh, uh, Corrine Reynolds, 65, who had fed it since March and said it was a frequent and friendly visitor to her garden. Stripe initially came to steal bird food, and Miss Reynolds said all those months he's been fine. He would even come and take a nut out of my hand. Uh, phrasing? But she's, yeah, phrasing. Are we not doing phrasing anymore? Um, but she said he bit her last week, and as she fed him in her garden, and then as she... Er, but she said he bit her last week as she fed him in her garden, and then she saw reports of other bites and attacks on the town Facebook page. I wonder if he she got added, rabies or some shit. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, she added, after I saw those pictures of people's injuries, I thought, oh my goodness, what has happened to him? Mrs. Reynolds said she knew something had to be done and thought, because I knew him, I knew I was likely to catch him. Uh, she stated she only left a trap near the area. She normally fed him for about 20 minutes, and he was in. Uh... She goes, she did, she was sad. She felt like he did trust her and that she betrayed him. Jesus Christ. (laughs) No good stories anymore. 
Uh, no, it's all over, man. Mrs. Reynolds often takes in injured birds, such as seagulls or corvids, until they can be released, describing herself as an animal lover. She said, my garden is like a bird sanctuary, but I know I did the right thing. I have a two-year-old grandson, and if he'd been bitten on the finger, he could have lost it. Uh, a woman who lives in the same area reported being attacked as she was uh, taking in her recycling boxes. Another recounted on social media how she and to have a tetanus jab after being bitten by Stripe. The RSPCA took Stripe in the fo- in following his capture by Mrs. Reynolds, and after examination, he was euthanized by a vet. The spokesman said, We are incredibly sad to have put this squirrel to sleep, but we're left to no choice due to changes in legislation in 2019, making it illegal to release gray squirrels back into the wild. We do not agree with this law and oppose it, but legally, we have to comply. There are numerous ways to humanely deter gray squirrels, and we would urge people not to trap them, and it is now illegal to release them into the wild and the only option is to put them to sleep. I used to call him, uh, Miss Reynolds stated that she used to call him Little Buddy every time she saw him in the garden, but after it started happening, that's when I changed it to Stripe. Uh, I feel that, uh, sad that the squirrel lost his life, but there was nothing else I could do and the damage he caused was unbelievable. So, fuck, man. Squirrels are just fucking, man, they get crazy. Yeah, we got some fucking insane gray squirrels here in America. Yeah, <laughs> but I gotta be gray squirrels. Because <laughs> the other kinds of squirrels really are protected and you can't touch them. That's true. That's actually very true. Gray <laughs> squirrels are just left to their own devices, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it either, but they're the ones that are like, it's okay to, to deal with. They must just be the assholes of the animal kingdom. They're like, I love being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> clip. Fucking clip. <laughs> Oh, that should make everybody at least somewhat happy enough to make it through yet another week of this horseshit because next yes. week's reviews are going to be better, I'm sure. Yes, next week's reviews, we're, we're, I'm sure, I don't know what's coming up next week, but it's got to be <laughs> better than what we've been doing for the last month. Yeah, and we will never have a Fergasso February, so you'll be happy about that. Thank you. You lord. You're welcome. Here's our ending Legion you promo. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
UK subs with After the War, following the war protest song Promise once again. Some good music today. Good music. We're going to close it out with some bad religion, and everybody will get to hear it that's on the Pirate Radio edit, and then the folks that aren't on the Pirate Radio edit, you're going to hear whatever stuff that I was able to get. Some circus fucking music shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, royalty-free music that I was able to get my hands on that you'll be hearing there. (laughs) Just because you're a clown doesn't mean we're going to play circus music, man. Oh, you motherfucker. If you'd like to find other instances where I've had witty banter with Matt... First of all, they don't exist, but if they did, you could find them at our landing and or launching page, legionspodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Some of these have been witty. Sometimes it's witty. We offer pablum. Sometimes it's witty humor. Sometimes Sometimes, it's not at all. Sometimes that pablum's great. Most of the time that pablum sucks ass, but you know, you listen to it anyway. We also offer memes much along the same lines of sometimes they're awesome and sometimes they suck ass on our Instagram, cinema (laughs) underscore psyops. Jesus Christ. Those memes of varying quality are shared thrice daily, first to the Instagram, then next to my Twitter feed of at court underscore psyop, which I am only there to share those memes to, and then immediately follow some porn bots after I make sure they go through. And then I jump right back on over to Facebook and our Cinema Psyops group, where it gets shared, as well as my main page of Court Psyops. All the memes all the time end up at those locations. All memes all the time. The highest of quality of the memes. And so far, the Facebook group is still the place where a lot of discussions with the show, and it's really active, which is weird. For a Facebook group to still be active like ours is in this day and age is really kind of cool. Yeah, I think that's pretty fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a ghost town everywhere else, but like our group is still kicking. It's fun. Yeah, good thing, too. Trying to listen to all of us get zucked. <laughs> yeah, and other catchphrases that just make the show move along like they're supposed to. Yeah, yeah right? No shit. <laughs> Well, the quickest way for us to end this show is for me to remind you that you can f- email feedback to court, court <laughs> at gmail.com and remind him how the show format used to be back when he gave a fuck 345 episodes ago. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying they only give a fuck at the very beginning? I don't even know if I gave fuck back then. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to start giving a fuck again, start with the next show. But when it's the end of the month for a Mate month, I'm fucking, I'm done by the end of it. I just don't fucking care. Well, while you're out there also not fucking caring about what's coming <laughs> next, no matter what, at least it's not Mate. Kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bitch.
Hey, can you hear me okay? Yep. You hear this? Yes, I do. All right, start recording on your side. Oh, yeah, I should probably do that, huh? I am recording. One, two, three. Blue snowball selected and the waveform, yeah. but like you're sure all that good shit. Oh, you're positive. Everything good. Positive. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Let's just go ahead and start the fucking show. This is the last March Mate. <laughs> At least there's some more story to talk about this time around. But I mean, a, a lot of filler that could have probably done without. But yeah, <laughs> filler is to be expected. Mate is all filler yeah. and no driller. That's really is. It's like mostly circus animal. It's some circus animal, mostly filler. Our hero's name is Bob Ross, yet he does not paint us a single thing. No, I don't get any happy bushes. Uh, I don't get an accidental cloud. How much better would this movie be if it it actually is Bob Ross? Like, he's painting shit, and then he stops to kick ass, and then he goes back to painting shit. I I didn't get a happy little stream. (laughs) I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Or Uh, a quiet little brook. Or is it a babbling uh, brook? It might be a babbling brook. Oh, a babbling babbling brook. (laughs) You know how fucking relaxing that would be? Yeah. Choppers start to appear uh, above that small village. Hold on, let me make sure I'm going Yeah, okay. For like the longest time, the cure of my insomnia was watching Birdemic because my brain hated it so much it just put me out so I didn't have to deal with it. True story. That's not a bad idea. I mean, it's better than, you know, people nowadays who, like, watch Dateline murder mysteries to go to sleep and you're wondering how the fuck. <laughs> hey, people like to listen to murder podcasts before they go to sleep. It relaxes them. I know. I, I, I'm well aware that this happens. <laughs> I'm just stating I've a fact it. in a neutral term because I don't understand that either, but hey, that's them. <laughs> of course. Whew. Hold on. Let me uh, loosen up here. fucking i'm done by the end of it i just don't fucking care well while you're out there also not fucking caring about what's coming <laughs> next no matter what at least it's not mate kick the fuck out of this weekend make it your bitch <laughs> okay we're out there we go all right i'm done recording fucking mate <laughs> <sighs> what i love best about this is the fact that you are so fucking flustered at the end of it you're literally like you're literally just like trying to be like just end the show just end the show without actually end saying show. just end the show just end the fucking show